Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. everyone, welcome back to This Week in Marketing Show, also known as the TWIM Show. I'm your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of November 30, 2020. So today, first off, we are going to start off with TikTok, and I do not know if you remember this or not, uh, that December 4th was the deadline for TikTok. Uh, that was the deadline that was set by the U.S. government, uh, well, initially in August, President Trump says, you know, TikTok had to uh, either go on a ban in the U.S. for national security reasons or they have to be purchased by or merged with a U.S. company. And then there was the deal that came in from Oracle, Microsoft, and a lot of news happened. And then, you know, things kind of fell off. They asked for extensions. They, there was lawsuits. And then finally, December 4th was the day when this should have either merged or gone on a ban. But According to the news sources and the news on the media, well, not too many medias are covering it anymore, is that the discussion between TikTok's parent company, which is ByteDance, and the U.S. Treasury Department is still ongoing. Uh, they don't plan to ban TikTok. They may ban uh, in a certain way, in some shape and form, but negotiations are ongoing. And, you know, the Trump administration is really trying to wrap this up by January 2020 when the uh, administration changes here in the U.S. and goes to the Biden team. And let's see what happens. But for now, TikTok is going on as usual. With that, the other thing we are hearing uh, from unconfirmed sources, because this is not public information yet, is that TikTok is experimenting uh, increase but with video lengths of three minutes. So it's not like, oh, you're going to suddenly have from 60 seconds to three minutes. What people are, people are reporting is that in some accounts, uh, they have the ability to upload longer videos. Uh, initially, it was just uh, for most users, 99.9% is just, you know, caps at 60 seconds. Some users are seeing, oh, you can upload up to three minutes long. In my opinion, this is a good thing, right? And this is, again, another punch towards Instagram slash IG Reels because IG Reels all copy TikTok and they do 60 seconds. And if TikTok does move with a three-minute video, which I believe they will because some users are seeing it, others are not. So there's probably, again, uh, rolled out into the app. They probably have to flick a switch and then turn it on for everyone. What happens is it puts Instagram in a very crappy position, right? for lack of a better term. What I mean by that is, look, is if Instagram is copying TikTok, then they're going to be basically like, where are they? They're like... IG Reels is 60 seconds, uh, one minute, and IGTV is like up to up one hour, I believe, right? Now, 
if they increase it to three minutes as well by copying TikTok, then they're going to be neither here, either there. Uh, so it just puts a lot of pressure on Instagram. But we'll see how that Instagram responds to all this. But for now, keep in mind that you know there is possibility, a high, good possibility that you will be able to upload videos in TikTok up to three minutes long. With that, uh, last bit of information from TikTok is that TikTok has published a list of talk ranking creators, content, rising stars, as well as 2021 trends. Why should you care? Well, you should care. Number one is it gives you an insight into content and creators that are going viral, that are top. It's something you can study and figure out what you should be doing for your business, right, to get the attention uh, that you, you you and your business deserve. So that's actually a very good point. Plus, you get to see the 2021 trends, right? What's going to happen? It just positions you very well for 2021. Now, I do understand this is the busiest season of the year, whether you are uh, an e-com company or whether you're planning for the next year, but Hey, you need to do it because you know, like it or not, New Year is gonna come today's December sixth. I'm looking at my on my cat on my phone the date, and then uh, December thirty first comes. That's like twenty five days away, or maybe twenty four, depending on how you look at it. We're gonna be in twenty twenty one, so you might as well go back and take a look at this. We are gonna put a link to this uh, report in our show page, depending on where you are watching it or listening to it, make sure you check the show page or make sure you check the details and you will find it and then you can take it from there. With that, let's move on to the next part, which is from our friends at Twitter. Uh, Twitter is basically saying we are going to do a frequency capping for all types of ad campaign. Now, if you're unfamiliar with uh, what frequency capping means, uh, allow me to explain to you. Frequency capping is basically the number of times a uh, user on Twitter is going to see your ad uh, in a given day. Why does it matter? Well, number one is, if imagine if you were seeing the same ad 50 times, number one, it just pisses you off. Uh, I, this is a f- function that exists in Google and Facebook. I cannot report on other platforms because I really haven't really placed played with other platforms that deeply, but it does exist in Google and Facebook. And number two is, you know, it saves you money as well as an advertiser. You don't want to show your ads again and again uh, to the same user in a given day, uh, you know, while it may make you feel good, but, you know, it just gets terms of the user, which I covered a little bit earlier, as well as saves you money, as well as you can take the same money and show it to another new user. So, all in all, it's a good point. Uh, I don't really have to go to anything deep. You just need to know that, you know, frequency capping does exist in Twitter now. If you're thinking of, uh, you know, uh, add, put an ad on Twitter, make sure you do that. And maybe this is a good uh, conversation for you to have over uh, cocktails or virtual cocktails. Now, a lot of companies are actually doing virtual uh, cocktail parties just because we're in the middle of the pandemic and they cannot meet in person. So they're basically getting on Zoom, dressing up and chit-chatting. So maybe that's a good, if you have, if you're going to participate in this virtual cocktail hour, happy hour, Christmas party, maybe this is a good way for you to, you know, break the ice and have a discussion on that. With that, let's move on to Google Map. Uh, what Google Map has done is they introduced community feed where users can see live updates on events and businesses near them. This is absolutely brilliant from Google. Right. And it really attacks, uh, Facebook events. Cause you know, if you go to Facebook, it says events near me. Now, 
we all know everyone uses Google Map, or at least a lot of people. If you're not using Google Maps, your chances are you're using Waze, one of these two, and they're all both owned by Google. But both Google and Waze has two different interfaces, two different functionalities, two different stuff, but you know, it's owned by the same company. But Google Maps is really used. I use it a lot, although I sometimes for directions, I would rather prefer to stay, stick to Waze. But coming back, I mean, I'm searching for businesses near me, businesses, things around me. I would prefer Google and information from Google than Facebook, just because Facebook is so clunky. Facebook is like, you know, uh, it's jack of all trades, ma- jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, so they really, first of all, they have a bad reputation. They collect a lot of bad uh, data. Well, not a bad data, but they have a lot of information on us. The bad interface, there's too much information. They, um, how would I say, they kind of decides what you see and what you don't see. From, so from that angle, I think... Um, this is absolutely brilliant. Again, I'm not going to go into details how it works because I think you pretty much know how it works. Um, but give it a try. I know I'm looking forward to giving it a try. With that, let's let's move into the next one, which is again from a friend at Google, which is Google lists the latest training items uh, based on shopping volume uh, on, in his gift guide. This is something they started last year. And again, they're doing it this year. And you know, there is a website. We're going to put the link to that website if you want to check it out on your own uh, in our show notes page. But basically, some of the highlights uh, from the shopping gift guide is like, you know, searching for recipes, have doubled this year, uh, reaching an all-time high. Well, that goes without saying because people are home, they are cooking, they are doing things, they're not going out to eat as much as before. So they are going to search for recipes, right? No brainer. Uh, they're also uh, searching, searches for home exercises are up by 85%. Uh, so if you're in the fitness space, good news for you. Maybe this is the time for you to show your ads to people who are searching for fitness exercises, things like that. Monitors and headphones with microphones uh, saw a 450% spike in searches. Guess why? We are all working from home. Our kids, my children are actually working from home. Oh, not working from home, I take it back. They are studying from home. They, they do their school virtually. So they, I had to get them laptops and headsets and things like that. So it goes again without saying. Search for self-care items are also at a higher. They, I think it rose up to 250%. Toys such as are up by 12%, along with roller skates, kids, books, and backyard games. So why what else can you do with these numbers and data well guess what it's not going to go down anytime soon so if you are in an e-com business or if you have a info product you know something like that you kind of kind of position your offer like that way or if you're thinking of going into business into a new territory new market space these are ideas that you can look into right so use it as you see fit let's move on to the next one Next up, what we have is LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn has introduced Sales Inside, uh, which will provide more market data. But keep in mind uh, that this is, uh, you can sign up. It's going to launch actually in February 2021. It's not available as of yet now. But from what we read or what I read, I think it's going to be great. Uh, it provides a live overview of business opportunities for my specified market. Uh, as explained by LinkedIn, it says Sales Insights gives you the clear visibility into the size and fast-growing nature of specific departments, functions, and accounts so that you can accurately plan your sales strategy in order to point your sales teams to the right accounts and drive more revenue. What that tells me is this is something more positioned towards enterprise market, 
this solution than say more like small to medium market space companies because you know usually you you usually do not have this kind of you know departments and functions and things like that in a small to medium sized companies I, for one, have worked for large enterprises and I've been part of companies that have been, that had more than from one company I worked for was a thousand people plus the other one had like 300,000 employees. So, and in between the other one I had was like, we were like 15,000 employees. And we had this kind of things, you know, departments, functions, accounts, things like that. And we kind of know about uh, enterprise accounts and enterprise products and sales. So that's what it tells me. We'll see, remain to be seen. But again, like everything else, I'm going to go ahead and put a link to the, you know, uh, LinkedIn page where you can sign up for early uh, early access and check it out for yourself. Last up is from LinkedIn as well. And basically LinkedIn came out and just gave us five tips for bidding on LinkedIn. Actually, it's a very good primer uh, for anyone who wants to get um, started with LinkedIn ads without really a lot of link studying a lot about LinkedIn. Uh, number one is if you do not know what you're doing, easiest and some simplest movies to use targets target cost bidding and maximum delivery. Basically what you're doing is you're going all full automatic giving LinkedIn the control and you just don't have a lot of options. Like, you know, it's just going on driving an automatic car. Uh, but if you really want control, you want to go into manual bidding. Number two is if you're going to do manual bidding, uh, they suggest put a bid range uh, so that your ads are getting more likely to be seen, but you should start at the high end because it's going to help you in winning the auctions. Again, that that's really no different from how it works in Google and Facebook. And number three is to lower cost with manual bidding, reduce your bid slowly, monitor campaign performance and stop lowering the amount if you see a dip in key metrics, key metrics like impression clicks or conversions. Again, this is, isn't this isn't the same thing we do for Google and Facebook. <laughs> Seems like pretty much the same option but again it's worth uh, you know sharing this with you all over here tip number four if your campaigns are spending 85% of the daily budget with target cost bidding or maximum delivery it is an indicator that your campaign is healthy and would benefit from automated bidding to get more results for your budget well, that's a very good tip. I, I could use that. I didn't know that. Uh, number five is the forecasting tool will predict performance as you input your campaign preferences to see what works best for your goals. Start by comparing bid type results on for a one day spend. Now, here I will give you a cab caution. Number one is like, you know, we have seen that in this uh, functionality exist in Facebook and Google ads as well. Now we all know if we have played there, that is not really a good uh, tool to go by. But we'll, I haven't tested LinkedIn, so I cannot uh, really comment on that. But you know, again, be cautious of this number five tip, the forecasting tool. And you know, proceed with caution. I just wanted to warn you out there. Again, uh, maybe LinkedIn has figured it out. And Facebook and Google hasn't because anyway, Facebook is a crappy ad platform anyway to begin with. Uh, with that, let's move on. Uh, to the last slide, which is, you know, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles I mentioned. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.